Hello and welcome to another episode of Cats with Tin Hats. Last week we ended on a kind of cliffhanger with Zodiac. We got up to the scene when RDJ and Jake Gyllenhaal were talking about breaking the code and then drinking Aqua Velvets. You will be listening to myself, Oliver, Wyatt and Tucker as we continue this conversation into Zodiac and the Zodiac Killer. Enjoy. In that scene, RDJ just takes a quick bump. Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, these Elk Revolvers are real good. We're sitting down, yeah, whatever, talking about the code breaking. Then all of a sudden, just a little... Oh, I didn't know. There's a little freaking McConaughey yeah. and Wolf of Wall Street action. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it wasn't dramatized because he was a real dude. That was what you, what you would do. Quick bump, back to work. Back to talking. I guess, yeah. Because then in the 60s, 70s. 70s, it was... Yeah. Was it 70s? Oh, yeah. Or was it 60s? Around this point, it would have been the 70s. Yeah, maybe 71. Or maybe, I don't know. Was that during the first letter when they're still trying to decode it? It was after it was sold. It was after the first one was sold. Oh, and then he was kind of teacher. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's probably If you you guys watch this movie or if you've seen it, you know there is a ton, a ton of time jumps in this movie. Yeah. It's insane. Oh, God. It is insane just the time jumps. Like... The next, the next murder, After. not even murder. Sorry, the, the next, the next zodiac sighting is a woman and her child in mm. what was it, nineteen seventy, in March twenty second. It's actually yeah. coming up right now, and it was on Highway one thirty two, near Modesto, California. So, in in this scene, like you said, they have different actors. So. In this scene, you can see the car from the first one. Yeah. It's completely different. It's not a Mustang anymore no. or anything. It's like, that's kind of weird. Because yeah, this was John Lacey who was Zodiac in this scene. Yeah, it's it's complete, It's completely different car. And I, di- and I noticed that because I was like, after I took tallies of all the Mustangs, I was like, that ain't a Mustang. That ain't no. the same dude, is it? And then it, it works in with the conspiracy theory later on that, that people say, but... It's, um, how innocent the world was. Yeah. Like, how innocent it is when it's like, hey, you know what, Wyatt? Man, your tire's wobbly. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to pull over, and I'm going to have you pull over, yeah. and I'm going to fix the tire for you. Thanks and so you think nothing of it. Yeah, it's like, nowadays, oh, so you're much, like, yeah, nowadays, like, don't touch my tire. It's like, oh, my, uh, smart car didn't tell me, so fuck off there, bud. And Ooh. that's it. Like, it's like, even then, it's like, nowadays... Especially because of this story. You're like, get the fuck away from my tire, weirdo. Because even the term serial killer was first used in 1981. Yeah. Ten yeah, years after. Yeah, serial killers weren't a thing they didn't know. Yeah. Because Mindhunter, right? Mindhunter hadn't really even happened yet. It's What what year is it? 77 in Mindhunter? Uh, I think so. I right? Like the, yeah. Uh, and those, that's based off the two, the, the characters are based off the two guys who did interviews and created like the, the, word, the, the serial, serial killer, killer yeah. and made it so that you're not just the everybody used to believe that you were just born with it in you and you just that's just what happens when actually it's 77 77 yeah everybody before that believed that you were just born with the murder, murder. stuff yeah, you in you born, and that was it yeah you were the, you were born with just with the gene the, yeah you were just a crazy person born with sin and there's a bit like I think there is a bit of truth in that. I I haven't looked into it, so don't take me don't take me yeah there. take what I'm saying with the a grain of salt, salt with yeah. that. With I, I, I think that. that's just more of like um, psychosis 
yeah. diagnosis and stuff like that, which you can be born with. And yeah, and all that stuff. And then you hear about like some other serial killers or some or cult leaders and just how the the traumatic events that happened in their life before they went on their their um their I don't even know how to say it, like their rampage or their on their spree. You hear their stories and just how much traumatic shit they that happened to them, and it it, it changed them as a person yeah. for sure. But um, um, then we get to uh, a transition that I really liked. It was it was um, transitions from that into every character. You have Ruffalo, Gyllenhaal, and RGJ reading the letter. As the cops yeah. drive in and the letters are on top, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's really like it was a really really cool transition. I thought it was really creative and really it shows you just it was like how much stuff, how how many letters, how much stuff was happening in this time period where it's like holy crap, there's just so much of it. Like yeah. what do you even? David Fincher, absolute genius. Honestly, the amount of information he can convey in just a short amount of time. Honestly, do season three Lighthunter, dude. Come on. Yes, please. Like, I know it. you're saying no to it, but do it, please. I'm a fan. I'm a fan too. And like, I can play a bad guy. Kidding. But if you want, hey you David know. Fincher, if you want to sponsor this podcast, um, let us know. Though, when too. you're gonna do uh, Mindhunter season three, just let us know. We are here. We're starting. We are waiting. We, <laughs> we didn't know me until that first podcast. We are at. We are in the acting world. Yes, we are actors, filmmakers, pioneers. Yeah. So, Dave. David. Come on, bro. I can don't know who can play, but... Oh, yeah. I know. This is also where we start to figure out that the Zodiac... Like, half of these letters are full of shit. Yeah. Right? Because it's like... They show yeah. you, like... Oh, this article was published last week. And then all of a sudden we get this letter. Okay. It's like, no, 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 no. They, they, they read the article. like So then you go... You look back at some of the stuff that, you know, they have where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, a hundred letters were sent from the Zodiac Killer. It's like, well, how much of those were actually the real guy? Yeah. Oh, I guarantee zero. Or the Just, real guys. Because yeah. I think there's, personally, I think there was two. Like, I think, yeah, I can see that. So, yeah. But, um, let's see. Also, do you think there was, do you think the murderer and the, and who we know of the Zodiac Killer are two different people in like a sense that completely different. Like they don't know each other yeah in the sense Maybe. that one person just looking at a whole bunch of murders and saying oh this is neat let's play a game with oh so like an actual copy so yeah, yeah. Copy, instead of like two buddies yeah, yeah. maybe it was gonna be like you know like, like yeah like when they're like kind of you know kicking the nuts if you're, like, you're the actual zodiac killer and then like some guy's like oh i'm gonna do that too and then does it and then you know like it's, it's almost like a fucking like it's like a rap, it's like a rap battle it's like a I don't know, Zodiac Killer battle of, like, the two guys going. It's like, no, man, I'm Zodiac Killer. No, dude, I'm Zodiac Killer, dog. And they're both, dude. and it's, like, eight mile, though. Yeah, it's right? eight mile. Where it's, yeah. like, it's, like, you're, like, underground. Yeah, it's underground. It's like, okay, yeah. Like, underground two, like. I know something, you know. Like, two I'm middle-aged, I'm here to say. you know, fat white guys with two hair, you know. And they're yeah. like, yeah, no, I dream it. No, it's me, it's up to credit. And, like, part of me, it's, like. It's like, you know, it's like, you, you gotta root for one. It's like, you gotta root for the original. Like, <laughs> and then there's the guys who go, well, I'm gonna do it too. It's like, hey, real original, bro. Like, make your own fucking serial killer. Like, dude, like, be like the 
I don't know, horoscope killer. Kill only Virgos. Kidding, not me. I'm a Virgo. But, like, you know. It's like that. But. Yeah, because there was no link to horoscopes or anything like that. It was oh, just. That was, was just, one of the things that they were looking into. Yeah. I don't think it ever had a connection with it. Because, like, the only connection was the Zodiac watch. Oh, that's why he made it. That's why he was like, yeah. I'm the Zodiac. Because he was like, oh, what's a cool name? What's a cool name? I wear a Zodiac. Oh, Zodiac. I like that. I, uh, uh,. Hi, I'm the G-Shock killer. <laughs> yeah, you know he wrote this like, like oh, I'm G-Shock. Ah, that doesn't that doesn't work. Uh, that doesn't work. Hi, my my name is Cassio Killer. <laughs> I'm the horoscope killer. No, I'm the horoscope. It's getting that. I'm the Libra. No. Oh hey mom. Hey mom, watch this gift. Oh, that's a nice watch. Zodiac. <laughs> and then, oh my God, Zodiac killer. And then you know he's like, hey guys, call me the Zodiac. <laughs> Should we? <laughs> And then he's like, "What? Like, no, no, Mark. I'm not gonna call you. I'm not gonna call you Zodiac. Call me the Zodiac. I'm not Mark anymore. It's him. No, it's not a fake. Yeah, like, dude, I'm not gonna answer Mark. So call me fucking Zodiac. Hey, hey, Mark, 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 Zodiac. Yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> it's like a uh, coach from Newdale. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Honestly, it's like yeah. imagine, imagine. So we were talking about the Zodiac today. Could you imagine today the Zodiac? She's like, are oh, you so offended? This is the." Uh, Iced out Rolly speaking. The iced out Rolly. I'm Sriracha cool. 21's Rolly. <laughs> Sriracha 21. What's that? Yeah, man. I just kill people because I'm a victim too. <laughs> I'm a victim of Zodiac. I want my slaves in paradise, bro. It's yeah, like, dude, it, dude, I'm not for it. It's like. It's like. It leaves. That's when you throw your phone out. Right you when you when you read that, yeah. you're like Jesus. This is when, or you comment on it, and it's like, oh, "Fuck you, pussy." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he comes, "I'm gonna kill you." And that's like fine. Meet me at like Times Square, three o'clock a.m. Dog. And when then he shows up, and then he's just some like skinny little boy who's just like, ah, and then like, he tries to stab you, and then like, he just move out of the way, and then it's like, no. It's like Jojo Rabbit when he tries and just doesn't yeah. even pierce his skin. It's like, bro. Yeah. You're in Times Square, right? You pay like all the Elmos, all the Buzz Lightyears and Spider-Mans and all that shit. And it's just a oh, bunch of mascots curb yeah. stomping this fucking Kill. iced out Rolly killer. Oh, like, oh, See man. that jingle all the way, Santa Fighting all over again. Awesome. Yo. Dude, imagine. So there's like It's just yeah. Elmo's hacking a dart, yeah. right? Like Elmo's like, hey, what the fuck's going on over there? Sticks yeah. the Elmo head back on. And it goes straight to the fucking Elmo accent. But, but he has like, you know the mouth, how it's mesh? Yeah. He has the mesh cut I out and is still hacking the oh. king size dart on a Cruella DeVille. Oh, yeah. Kicking the shit out of him. Hey. The Buzz Lightyear coming over goes, to infinity and beyond, bitch. Bam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Oh, dude, my God, dude. Let's make that. Fuck it, let's make a movie, guys. Yeah, they well, made Scorpio. We're making two movies. Right? They made Scorpio. You see it in the movie. We could make today's version. Also, fun fact about movies. Um, Zodiac Killer was an inspiration for the psychopath in uh, Dirty Harry. And they had that in the theater. So it was Oh, oh my god. I th- yeah, I didn't know yeah. The Zodiac yeah. Killer was an yeah, the Zodiac Killer was an inspiration of the psychopath in nineteen seventy one Clint Eastwood classic Dirty Harry, which includes a scene involving a school bus full of children being hijacked. So, because oh, you see a Ruffalo standing right beside the Dirty Harry. Yeah, and then, and then like, oh, Dirty Harry, that's a good movie. Yeah. Doesn't he also call Jake Gyllenhaal Dirty Harry at yeah. one point as well? Yeah. So, right? That's kind of like, it's a guy shit. Like, it's a payoff to a payoff. Yeah. Like, this, this wow, that's really cool. Right? Fucking great, great filmmaking right there. Fuck. Right, and that's why, again, David. 
Hit us up. Though. Louis are smart guys. You know, you need some you need three idiots. I can do a shitty New York accent. We got an English guy, so you know he's smart, and then we got Tucker. In my, I just sound smart. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> he can do it. We got this fucking asshole. We got Oliver. He's British, and this fucking is over here. Well, you know, like yeah. Chuck is the one who actually has like yeah, any like experience in the film industry. So, how about this? You go down the fucking Bob Vod's fucking basement, asshole. Get the fuck out of here. Oh god. Oh god. Jesus Christ. I have in my notes. I'm like Arthur Lee Allen equals research. Next one with an arrow up to Arthur Lee Allen. Sick fuck. <laughs> Ambidextrous. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like that's a fucking dickhead thing. Like, uh, yeah, I can write with my right and left. What can you do? Oh, I can write with my right. Oh my god, suck it! <laughs> also, fun fact uh, if you are left handed or ambidextrous, I can't remember when this stopped being a thing, but it used to be a sign that you were a spawn of the devil. Oh if shit, Arthur. Rest in peace, but. Because I remember uh, back in are England. You am- are you left handed? Are you left-handed? No, but that's just... Are you left-handed? Just... No. Are you left-handed? No. Like, I'm a left-handed, like, when it comes to hockey, which is weird, I'm right-handed for everything. And golf. And golf, yeah. Hockey and golf, it's weird, I'm, I'm left-handed. I'm right-handed for... And when I cut my... And when if I'm, if I'm cutting meat, uh, I usually use my left cut. So, quick question, right? If you're right for everything... Mm-hmm. If you're right for everything... Yeah. Does that make you an angel? No. Okay, I thought so. You know why? <laughs> It's God. We're here asking the hard-hitting questions on Cats with Tin Hats. We're here to ask these hard-hitting questions. You, we're like, uh, you know, Paul Avery, right? Mm. Just asking the hard-hitting mm. form questions where I it's know like who Paul Avery is. <laughs> <laughs> He's the reporter in this movie. Oh, DJ. Oh shit. Hey. <laughs> hey. See, I watch movies to enjoy. I don't do the like. I don't remember people's names. Sorry. Because we were talking, we were saying their names, like Jake Gyllenhaal. And if you said Robert Grace, I'm like, that sounds familiar. And I was going to say Paul Avery. And I, again, in my mind, I'm like, I mean, Sean Avery, the asshole hockey player? <laughs> I know what you mean. That was me, too. I mean, yeah, like, but, I mean, I wanted to say we, Sean Avery. Yeah, it's like, and Sean Avery, like, um, you know, you know you're an ass, but, like. You're kind of, like, you know what? You, know, you watch like, you the know, Spit so. and Chicklets. Shout out Spit and Chicklets. You watch Spit and Chicklets. That video with Sean Avery, he seems like a pretty like. Yeah, what do you? Oh, who did he? He just broke out. He like roasted. Who? Who was it? Where I was like, I usually like don't like him, but was like, yeah, I am with you there. Who was it? Was oh, it fucking. Was it fucking? He goes on Instagram and just was it about Donald Trump? He and those guys? rips people on Instagram. Yeah. It is awesome. I follow oh. him just for his stories. He's actually kind of he is fucking funny because he's just like a he's just a. You know, he doesn't give a. He doesn't fuck. give a fuck. Like he was in the league for so long. He just he knew he like you know he just. He, he knew he was an asshole, so he's played that, and now he's roast people for being a fucking moron. It's like, yeah, you oh. know what? Fucking Avery? What's up, dog? But anyway, sorry about Paul Avery. Okay. Let's get back into it. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out there. Did anybody see... We, we were talking about Ted Bundy. Oh, Have yeah. you seen Ruffalo's fucking costumes in this movie? And hair. And hair? He gave me like weird like hey hey I'm going out to the freaking we're gonna go we're going <laughs> hey we're gonna go I'm going on trial I'm representing myself what's my name hi I'm Theodore, Theodore. Bundy oh shit we both knew Theodore not actually Theodore. yeah honestly yeah because when he first told me that I'm like okay and then there's a there's a few where when when he's wearing the suits and stuff I'm like oh, is that it like I don't know but then and then the hair I'm like oh yeah. burgundy. And, it yeah. was the burgundy fucking bow tie. That was, was at like, the was at the, the, the theater, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I was like, 
I watched it the first time. I'm like, whoa, this is giving me weird vibes. I never even thought of that until you brought it up. I don't want me to watch it again. Yeah. Or he was like, or he was like, well, I'm just picturing my head. I'm like, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I it's just like he has the same hair style. Like that, that curly, like the curly, like, but it's kept in. It's okay. It's like it's like he's always like growing the wings, but he's cur- it's it's like a perm. Yeah, it's kind of. weird. It's weird. But but then with, mix it with the bow tie yeah. and a suit jacket, it looks like when Bundy went to trial. To trial. Oh, it's it's so wild. So fuck you, Bundy, for stealing goddamn Ruffalo's look. look. Like to talk about this movie and Jake Gyllenhaal's in it, but really. The last 50 minutes is the Jake Gyllenhaal show. Yeah. Because it, 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 up until this up until that point, it's really been Marky Ruffalo and, and, and RDJ. RDJ's of, been in, but it's like, it's like a Ruffalo-held picture. But it's really wild. If you, if you look at how it's narratively structured, even because it's based off the book, uh, Robert Graysmith? Yeah. yeah, Robert Graysmith, he didn't really start thinking about writing the book right going into it until uh, Paul Avery left and he's only in the convers- he was always on the side just a fly on the wall and that, he's just in the background of each shot just watching yeah. seeing how everything's going it's not until uh, in the movie Paul Avery Robert Downey Jr. goes and what have you done you just went to the fucking library yeah. and at that point for him this clip goes okay I'm gonna take this in my own hands and as soon as he makes that decision that's when he becomes center frame yeah and I think, again, David Fincher, great director, great storyteller, always in the background, and then suddenly, as soon as he decides to take control of this narrative, mm-hmm. it's Jake Gyllenhaal from then on. Yeah, because like when you see the cover for this movie, you would think that RDJ and Jake Gyllenhaal are the two guys that you will be seeing for the next two hours and 37 yeah. minutes. And it's not that way, really, no, at all. E- no. Even the start of the movie, when you see them introduced in the uh, newspaper office you just see them it's like okay so we're going to be following these characters then the cab murder happens we meet Mark Ruffalo like okay so we're just going to follow Mark Ruffalo now and it's constantly changing to who to who's who has the spotlight yeah and I wonder if it's honestly I wonder if it's 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 also it disorients the the audience too so I wonder if it's that if that's intentional to be switching with people like the evidence was being yeah. switched all the time, like constantly yeah. trying to find and having to switch to new, like it's almost like you're with people finding out evidence and then you switch and then you're like shit, what was that evidence? Oh, I gotta find that evidence yeah. with this person now and then it's all of a sudden it's like, okay, now we're kind of forming mm. story because he said, Gyllenhaal says in the movie. When he goes to the houseboat, he's like, maybe if we put all the evidence yeah. together, something will come out. And I feel like that's when, because you're with you're with RDJ, then you're with Gyllenhaal, then you're with, you know, Ruffalo, Ruffalo and and you know, Edwards. Anthony. And then all of a sudden, at the end, the fifty minute, like when you got fifty, minutes, yeah, like fifty minutes left, forty five minutes left in the movie, is where everything starts to form together, like the book. And you're starting to see little things poke mm. out where, um, you know, he goes over to, I think his name's Martin, the guy who was on TV there. Mm. And, you know, all oh, of a sudden they're talking uh, about... Yeah, I'll find it. Uh, they're talking about his... Uh, the birthday. He says, oh, it's my birthday when he calls Martin. The Zodiac Killer says, oh, it's my birthday. That was December 18th. Yeah. Arthur, And then Arthur Lee Allen's birthday is December 18th. Martin or Melvin? I think it, Melvin... 
him, right? Yeah, Melvin. Melvin. Sorry, Melvin, yeah, Melvin. Melvin or... Yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, he called me at my house. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wasn't here, but the uh, maid got it. Yeah, and it's just like, wow. So that, that to me, was really forming in the story. It was like, so we were so lost getting evidence, but now in the final little bit of this movie, bringing all the evidence together, mm-hmm. we're starting to find more of a lead there. Right. right. Oh, and especially, like, you know, at the end there, when he's totally finally talks to the maid, which I don't think anyone did. No. It was like, oh, he, yeah, like, you know, he called it was his birthday, it was December 18th, or whatever it was. Whose birthday was on December 18th? Damn right, Arthur Lee Allen. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, shit, dog. So I know we're jumping around a lot, but then it's the next scene is the basement, the Bob Vaughn's basement yeah, Bob scene. Vaughn basement. I just want a quick touch on a shot that's just, it fucking just, I was like, holy shit. It's when he's, it's when they're in the basement and he's going, there's nobody upstairs, but you can go in if you, or, oh, you, or you can check. go up yeah. and check. Gyllenhaal's face hits the perfect amount of, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then, fuck. The camera just goes straight up to his face. I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of there, man. <laughs> yeah, so he just runs up those stairs. Oh, my God. And then I, it's I just, just I want to know how many times those types of scenes in this movie were shot. I yeah. There were probably a few. Because Fincher is known for going above and beyond. Oh, really? The amount. I think it was for um, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> I was at a talk with Jason Fleming. Okay. And he was talking about his experience on this movie and the one scene where he sees Doug. <laughs> where he sees Doug like, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> or where he sees uh, Benjamin Button and he's like, My son, yada yada yada. And he, he was tell, telling us that the amount of times that he goes for that look, he's like, I'm gonna get teary, I'm gonna look, and I'm gonna nail it. Take two, okay, I'm gonna do the scene, get emotional, I'm gonna look, and I'm gonna nail it. He said that scene took like 79 different takes. Just him turning around, looking, crying. And he's saying the beauty of that was because he was so disheveled and just so gaunt in his face because he's done it so many times trying to get to that emotional state that they used takes 68 or 67. Really? Because he had the right amount of draining going on in his face. So for a scene to see Jake Gyllenhaal in that state of shock... How many times was he asked to... 69. <laughs> <laughs> Not because it's a sexual number. It's because it seems like a good number. If it took uh, who? Yeah. Six, seven took... times. But I, I don't... Count, Doug, don't it took Doug Judy take 67 times. <laughs> <laughs> took Doug Judy... Doug Judy 67 times. You know what? Doug Judy did it first try. Because Doug Judy's a stud. Doug Judy! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good old Doug Judy! Okay, we need to talk. We're talking about Ruffalo a lot here, guys. Oh, we, I know we're going. We need to talk. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one thing, and then you hop into what I think you're talking about. Number <laughs> one, nastiest fucking sideburns I've ever seen. It's a little Starsky <laughs> and Hutch. Fucking Neil Young has nothing on Mark Ruffalo in this movie. Get into what you are going to okay. talk about because so I, very I, similar. I, you know, know, it's very similar. So near the end there when. Uh, Good old Jake goes to his house, right? And he's like, middle, middle, and he has like, oh my god, and he puts like, gets a robe and he has his feet on. He, is he either packing? Like, is he, does he have a dick on him? <laughs> or, is, or is he stuffing? Or is it his hair? Is it balls or hair? It's 70s. It's 70s, right? So there'll be, there will be a lot of hair. Is it bush or bulge? Right? I think it's fucking a bit of both. I want to say bulge though. I do think that that is a honest 
It's a, this is an honest question. Like we said, hard and hitting like, low, questions. And like low key, man, like mad respect for him. Be like, yeah, I wear spadel. I can't do that. He he's wearing black tidy whiteies. Yeah. And then he go he runs down. I don't know. Oliver might be pulling up the uh, the video. I'm I'm getting the scene right now. <laughs> he comes I down. Didn't clock this. Dude, he's at like, oh, and yeah, he's running down, down right the late. stairs. It's like, what the, whoa. Yeah. Like, dude. It's like, um, Jesus, it's, get a pair of pants yeah. on. Absolutely. Like, he, he is, you know, like, he's packing. It's a little unfair. Okay, I'm getting to the point where his wife comes in saying, I don't like seeing you like this. And he's just sitting down, playing with a dishcloth. They look sad. I'm not playing any sound because it's, 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 it's right after, because he's. Oh. I remember it's like Jake Gyllenhaal runs to his house and knocks on the door. Oh, I'm going to meet you out front. He's like, do not go to the front of my house. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden. You do Speedo and him with the rope. And then just wrench flying everywhere. Oh, yeah. And it's like, and whoa. Fucking screen full of wrench. Holy Hulk smash. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'm on, I'm on the bit. I'm on the bit. Hulk. Just what? Yeah. I got to. I'm coming to the Okay, I'm pausing it. I got to see what, what angle, what you're talking here. It's this scene, right? Yes. Okay. Get ready. It's it, it. It's like, whoa! What the fuck? Okay, I'm on the I'm on the space bar. Ready to pause. And usually black things look slimmer, so it's just like, my God, Mark. So like, it's coming up right here. He got the robe on, yeah. and it's like right here. Like, is he wearing a jock under that? He's got to be wearing no, he a just jock. Said it's all right? cock, no jock. No jock, just cock. <laughs> I feel like this is a bigger conspiracy than Zodiac killing himself. <laughs> Honestly. Mark, come on the podcast. Not just because we want to talk about your dick size. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, he's packing. Just because, like, <laughs> Mark, you are an awesome guy. I just want to talk yeah. to you. you like, like, you seem like me. A guy who just fucking just go for the flow. I, I will say we, uh, Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo, we need to watch this film at some point because it's great for this. Talk about Teflon that. Mark Ruffalo was able to get me teary by shaking his hand in this movie. Pussy. <laughs> I got a question. Which one's about? Uh, so Dark Waters is about Teflon. And oh, the one you talking about yeah. Teflon and, the, and it was causing cancer. Yeah. Right? And it was like some, it started off with uh, poisoning cattle and something on this farm. Sure. And then like the people started getting cancer. Yeah. He, he plays such a mute character in it that he shows emotion by his handshaking. That's cool. And I, I'm gonna, I might say we'll do this one next week because. Is there a conspiracy theory with it though? Oh, okay, with Teflon. Right? Yeah, it's the whole thing with Teflon. Uh, hey, why not? Because, yeah, but um. So, in '83, in '83 we see um, Jalen Hall goes into a store and sees oh. Arthur Lee Allen, and he has Lee, which is a big, a. A big thing because he goes in and he meets, I think it's Darlene Farron's yeah. sister. And she says that she had a friend, Lee, who used to go and bring back presents to her from Tijuana. Now, if we go back to the murder in Napa with um, oh, the, uh, with Brian, Brian and, and uh, uh, Cecilia? Cecilia. Cecilia. I think those are their names. That would that would have been the um yeah, yeah. Cecilia Shepherd and Brian uh, Hartnell. So if we go back to that murder, Cecilia Shepherd and Brian, Brian Hartnell, there's a line in there where the Zodiac killer says, "I'm gonna take your car and drive to Mexico." Yeah. Oh. So I'm wondering if that 
that has the connection there where the the presence from Tijuana bringing up maybe right? in that in that talk but apparently Lee freaked her out it was like a paint party wasn't it like yeah, when you paint, come over yeah. and paint and you drink and you oh. help paint it's like hey Wyatt can you come over and uh, I gotta paint my living room oh yeah no problem are you yeah. gonna be, are you gonna have pizza yeah beer um yeah are I'm you gonna supplying have, the paint yeah I'm gonna have sounds like some blue motherfucking ribbon. paint party <laughs> dude can I bring my own roller though yeah man all, yeah, all, yeah, it's it's freaking B Y O R. Bring your own roller, guys. I'm down. Awesome. What time do you need me there, Lee? You know what? Why am I the serial killer all of a sudden? I just wanted you to come over to my house and help me paint. I thought we were making with your blood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just gonna go on record saying I feel a little bit left out in this paint party. Hey Albert, you want to come as well? Fine. Hey Albert, would you like to come? Yeah, I, yeah I'd, I'd love. Actually, you know what? You know what, guys? I've got plans. You know, I've, 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 got, I've got my own painting to do. You know? I'm like, oh yeah. Please. There's Wyatt lying he's dead on the floor. <laughs> Oliver comes in. He's like. I think I'm good, guys. I'm like, <laughs> really nice place we got here. I we think you guys know, are all done. We all today. know what you're painting. Your paint was bunk. <laughs> we're pretty much at the end. Because we got to when he sees him in the store. Yeah. yeah. He sees him in the store. Yeah. Which I've got a couple things I want to say on that. Um, first of all, in the... This is the first... This is really the first thing that was kind of changed to fit the movie. He did come face-to-face with Lee in the store. But uh, before this, yeah, it was Robert Graysmith. He was tailing Lee for a few weeks before that. And he was trying. To, he was sending some of his friends to go in there trying to get his handwriting down. So he could pinpoint it. Really? Yeah, he was sending his friends to go in there to see if he could get a good handwriting sample. But the very last time he did see him was when he walked into the store himself. Now, thematically speaking, having this moment in the film and having that be Jake Gyllenhaal's last moment in this film fit so perfectly because his main intention was he wants to look at the killer and know it's him. Yeah. Which was said, I think it was said to RDJ or It was Mark said to his life, wasn't it? Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. So having him come to the end, just seeing him and just having that stare down. Perfect way to wrap up that character. Honestly. His story's done. He's got to the end of where he needs to be. He's got to the end of what he's wanted is to finish the puzzle. Yeah. So, and then in 91, um, in 91 we see they pull Michael Mageau into a room in Ontario, California, and they pretty much... pull out pictures of who the suspects are and Michael Mageau ends up pointing out Arthur Lee Allen in that room and that's really the last the last scene of this movie yeah. in 1991 yeah because I was with uh... buddy you said he was in uh, House of Cards and stuff House of Cards he plays um, he's in Always uh... oh, Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. wow. well, while we're trying to find that uh, Lee is still the prime suspect for the cases and I think the case is still open in Vallejo. I think it's still mm-hmm. it's still classified open. Oh, no, it is. Yeah, it's it's yeah, Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, 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 Jimmy Simpson or yeah, Liam McPoyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in '91, th- they had concrete evidence to go in, uh, and have a meeting with Arthur Lee Allen again. But in '92, 
before they could get the meeting, Arthur Lee Allen passed away. The heart, the heart attack, right? Yeah, from a heart attack. Now, the case is still open in Vallejo, and Lee is still the prime suspect yeah. of a lot of these cases. And the real Robert Graysmith, like, all throughout this, like, all throughout the last 50 minutes, he's getting a phone call after he went on TV and started talking in the paper. He's getting phone calls. And it's, like, heavy breathing and everything. Like, some of the families said that they had gotten phone calls from the Zodiac killer, heavy breathing in the phone. So... Robert Graysmith had been getting those, and as soon as as uh, Arthur Lee Allen passed away, they stopped. Right. They ended. Right. So it's again. So yeah, all the all the all the all like all the evidence points to him, but again, it could be someone who who knew that it was Arthur and was like, he's dead. Okay, now I'm gonna stop and be like, okay, I'm done. Who knows? Yeah, right. And, and the shittiest part is, we're never gonna know. No, we're never gonna know. And like here, like you know, get. Uh, Zodiac's uh, killer theories and suspects. So, you know, people are going saying, you know, you know, there's a range of plausible pieces of crackpot, you know, which some people think, you know, it's the Unabomber. Some, some people are thinking it's Charles Manson. Some people thought that, um, or that the act, or the real Zodiac killer moved to Scotland and committed more murders there before finding happiness and giving up wicked ways. Mm-hmm. But the three people that are the three main suspects, apparently, are yeah, so Arthur uh, Lee Allen um, is number one. And another guy is Earl, uh, Earl Van Beast Jr. And it says, in 2014, Harper Collins published The Most Dangerous Animal of All by Gary Stewart, in which he claimed that his father, Earl Van Beast Jr., who bears a strong resemblance to the man in the police sketch, was a Zodiac Killer. Doesn't give me much information. About Unfortunately, that. I think that was proven. That I think that was proven him. wrong. Yeah. And then the other one was like uh, Louis Myers, another man who came forward in 2014 to reveal that a friend named Louis Myers had confessed to being the killer before his death in 2002. Certain events in Myers' history matched up to those connected to the Zodiac, but as with Allen and Van, um, as with Allen and Van Beest, there was no um, conclusive uh, proof. So. Yeah, I think and that seems to be the 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 ongoing story with this investigation. Yeah, everything, even in the fucking prime of the investigation, they couldn't get shit. Yeah. it's it's so it's weird, man. Like I have here, um, so with Arthur Lee Allen, I guess we'll get into the theories now. I have down for Arthur Lee Allen. Like we're just gonna get into the the theories of the killers, like you brought up. Those guys. Um, with Arthur Lee Allen, it, in, so in this movie, in the diner scene, they talk about how um, there's a moment in time where the Zodiac stopped sending letters. Arthur Lee Allen, when those stopped, the last letter was sent on ni- in 1974. Arthur Lee Allen was convicted for three or for three years. He went to jail for child molestation. Oh, all of those, all the letters, the Zodiac letters stopped. Until he got out, and that was the last, like, and then the Zodiac Killer came back and wrote that letter. And so that's the connection of Arthur Lee Allen. Like, even when he went to jail, there it, there was no Zodiac letters until he got out. Oh, okay. And then in 87, the cellmate, Ralph Spinelli, that was in the cell with Arthur Lee Allen, said that Lee actually admitted to him that he killed Paul Stein in the cab. And then in 91, Mike Majot identified him, all that stuff. And then they went into his trailer 
and they found diagrams of bombs and the tapes of the Zodiac, and they found found all this stuff in his trailer. And then in 1992, he died of a heart attack. Now, there was saliva tested on the letter, but it, it was non-conclusive. They say that it was a habit of his to get other people to lick his, his letters. Oh. It was it was like a, he would go, oh, I'm going to send this. Hey. Yeah. All right, recipes, Paul Avery. It's You passed away in 2000. We we are asking the hard-hitting questions now. All right, this From is the last bit of the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, this is the last bit of the podcast, or uh, the last bit that I have. So another another key. Okay, so the other um, person of interest is Lawrence Kane K. Now he was in a car accident and it resulted in brain damage and actually changed his thought patterns. So a lot of people think that that could make him into a a serial murderer. Oh, so now it it has been said in the past that he did harass Darlene Farron for weeks before the murder and Dar- that's was said by Darlene's sister and Kane um Kane was the closest that that the cops those two cops when they the guy who passed by they said that Kane was the closest lookalike to the guy who passed them they did it in a lineup like in a picture lineup okay. and they picked him now um it's a 6 minute walk so it was a six-minute walk for Kane to walk to where the cab, Paul Stein, picked up the Zodiac Killer. And then in 1970, he moves to South Lake Tahoe, and a woman go, goes missing at the hotel that he worked at. Oh. Just a coincidence. But then in March 22nd, 1970, Kathleen Johns, the woman who was picked up with her child picked Kane in a lineup saying that he was the most... She's the only person who had that amount of... That extended amount of time with the Zodiac Killer and seen his face. She picked Kane out of that lineup. So when you're saying that he's picking different people to play that role, it fits to a T because even people who are with the the quote-unquote Zodiac Killer, it changes person to person all the time. It's It's wild, but... Of course, like we see in the movie all the time, Kane's rating didn't match, mm. and he wasn't heavy set like the the description yeah, was. Yeah. Right, but he was one. I watched a little bit of the BuzzFeed Unsolved and looked into mm. that, and they were saying this guy. I've never heard of this guy. I never even heard of him in the talks. Really, it was always Arthur Lee Allen that mm-hmm. I really heard, and then I heard about uh, the guy who said that his dad. Yeah, the um, um, Earl Van Beast. Yeah, it seems like. Yeah, it seems right. like everybody like there was a there was a time where I think there was like three or four people who said that their dad was the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, and you know why? Because their fucking dad told me to go to bed earlier. No, <laughs> I'm not going to bed, son. You gotta go to bed. Just school tomorrow. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> and then it was guess what? My dad's the Zodiac Killer. Okay. Get the fuck down on the ground. Yeah, and then it, that's fucking that was their year. That was their version of swatting. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Right, like nowadays you just swat like the Zodiac killer would probably just swat people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's that guy. He's that fucking weirdo. Uh, yeah, he's that dickhead, and it's like fuck you, dude. I didn't do anything You're wrong. You're fucking dick, You're Mark Ruffalo in that one scene. Oh, he's fucking dick, <laughs> big dick. But you know what? Sorry. 
I Sorry. Just, I, uh, We're respectable. Respectable. Two uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck the, the Zuck. Fuck the Zuck. But. Back to. Uh, back to. Camp. Back to pretty much this whole. I think for me, this, this movie really does. It's solid. It's just. This film is solid. It really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Now, I completely get it. A lot of people will not like this movie just because of how fucking long it is. That's, yeah, long and slow. Like, when I did the notes to this movie, it took me four hours, four and a half to do. What are you doing? <laughs> nah, I just I think, think I said. about it. What are you thinking? I just said, no, because a lot of people won't like this. I'm like, yeah, it's long and slow. I'm saying it's quiet. That's funny. Sorry. Yeah, no, like a lot of people, a lot of people won't like this movie because of how, like I said, it's 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 slow and, yeah. it's, and it takes forever to get through. It's it's long and slow, is why it says. And he's making a gesture that I do not want to say. Good thing we aren't filming yet. Sure. Filming will be sure. up soon. And don't worry, I think. Well, I will be here for uh, We'll see, boys. We'll see how it goes. Oh, I have a cup of moon trying to do my thing. Be the, oh, I'm going to look on no, I'm not gonna say that. Fucking ah, we can get rid of it in post. Oh, that can be the RDR. <laughs> RDR. <laughs> RDR. I'm RDRDJ. I'm the Robert Damn Robert. And then you just gotta do like a quake. We'll get you like a little blue, like the blue, the aqua velvet. And then you just go like this in the back. Yeah, I got, I got the protein powder. Oh, protein powder. No, that's no, fine. Guys. Throw it in the comments section if you want to see a video of all three of us fucking absolutely snorting protein powder. Velva. Aqua Velva. How do we make it? Oh, it's a cologne? No, it's a drink. Oh, you look like I a know cologne. Like a <laughs> I'm guessing it's blue curacao, uh, yeah. probably pineapple juice. Some mm-hmm. sort of juice. We are starting a new podcast. Guess that cocktail. <laughs> That'd be a fun game if we spot a cocktail and a drink. We have to guess how it's made. What? A cocktail in a movie. Oh, I'm not going to win that. So it's so. It's, so it's all it is. It's apparently it's just gin, gin, vodka, um, whatever you said. Blue carousel. Blue carousel, with lemon and lemon lime and yeah, vodka, vodka, gin, lemon lime and blue carousel. That's gonna be deadly. Good. Hey, yo, hit it up! Hit it up in the comments section if uh, yo Aqua Velva sponsor yeah, us. Doc. I, I say we just make Aqua Velva and try and decipher the first code. I'm seriously down to do that for a video. I'm fucking down. Hey guys, uh, that'll be a Patreon level. <laughs> <laughs> if you want it, and then I'll drink it out of my sock. Ten bucks. I mean, I've drunk whiskey out of my uncle's sock once. Got ten bucks. Right? Out of a fish. Out of a fish. Do the fish thing. Yeah, you know, you know, there's the boot. Don't do the boots of fish. I think I think the who does the fish. I want to do a flamingo, mm-hmm. like one of those yard flamingos. You ever seen those? No, I'm talking like an actual fish. Like Not the, doing like, that. Like you, like I, I think I very well could be wrong, but I thought there was a problem where it's like you. We have found someone the holds, fucking zone killer. Someone <laughs> holds a fish near you, or you hold the fish, and then someone pours the beer over the fish, and then like, we found the zodiac killer, ladies and gentlemen. And then there's the boat, and then there's the boot. One as well. Shoot the boot. Yeah, das the boot. boot. The boot. <laughs> das beer boot. If you want to see Tucker drink out of a fish, drink out of a fish. <laughs> At first, I thought I was like, you 
slit the you gut the fish and then put the bottle in there and then you drink out the mouth. But I think no, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. I mean Or you pour it in the fish and then you go oh, you know get, what? get a fresh bluefin tuna. That is a that is a Patreon level when if we get Patreon. Like fucking three grand. I don't care. hundred bucks. Hundred bucks I'll do it. Okay. If we do a Patreon and we get a hundred bucks, a hundred dollars will get me to do it. I'm done with that. To drink a fucking Jack and Coke with a bit of lemon juice in it off a of fucking fish's back after it's been thoroughly washed. Oh, be a clean fish. Thoroughly it washed. We'll clean the scale it. Ah, scales and stay. A little crunch. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who said anything about biting? <laughs> no, no, no. Like if you're pouring the liquor on the fish and the scales come off. Not a chance. <laughs> nah, we'll scale it. We'll scale well, it. Well, yeah. I, it's got a cheese grater. That's all you need. Yeah. Or oh, some okay. So yeah, just you know, just a little, super sharp knives. you know, just a little, like this is what. Hey but, guys, uh, welcome to the podcast where we talk about serial killers. You know what serial killers do? They kill <laughs> animals before they kill people. I'm a little nervous here. I'm never gonna kill an animal though. Look how big my mouth is. I'm never gonna kill an animal because I can't. Wanted to end this uh, podcast with the interview from the Zodiac Survivor, Brian Hartnell, I do have a transcript if you wanted to read it out. It's from historyvershollywood.com. Uh, I found this website trying to find any inaccuracies with the movie Zodiac itself. Turns out none. None that I could find. Everything seemed pretty legit. Uh, this interview, or this transcript, from uh, KCRA-TV Channel 3 News Report, which had at 12 noon on Tuesday, October 7th, 1969. Uh... So, who wants to read Brian Hartnell and someone else do the questions? So, this happened October 7th, 1969. Yep. Uh, okay. At that point in time, known as the Code Killer. Really? That was the name that they had? I guess that was before he named himself Zodiac. Oh, yeah. This would have been right before the letter where he said the Zodiac yeah. speaking, right? Yeah, because it was the first letter he wasn't named, second letter he called himself the Zodiac. If I'm not mistaken. So this was the student who survived the knife attack at Lake Berryessa. Alright. If you want to take it away. I happened to hear some rustling behind us and I asked her to look because she was facing that direction and I was facing towards the water. And I asked her to note, you know what's going on? She, she said, oh, there's a man walking around there. And she became concerned about it. And I said, well, you know, well, actually, don't worry about it. There's a lot of people, picnickers, etc. And you know, if he kept coming to let me know. She kept watching, and I, I noticed she wasn't following my conversation. And she told me he was stepping behind the tree. The tree was about 30 feet behind us. And when he came out, she said he had a mask on. That was my first inkling there was anything, there was anything actually wrong going on. He came, I turned around... And we were both still sitting down, and he told me to come up slowly and hold up my hands. That he wanted our money, and I actually laughed at the moment because I told him, I said, I've only got 75 cents in my pocket. And I said, you're welcome to have it. But if you need help, I'm sure I could give you help otherwise. I asked him what his problem was, and he mentioned that it was, it was a convict trying to get to Mexico and needed money and transportation. And I offered him assistance. I told him what I was doing in school and if that could be of any assistance whatsoever. I offered him my phone number, anything like this. 
but this just wasn't what he wanted. He said he wanted money. I was real sorry. I said, would you like to check? I didn't really like to help. I would really like to help you if you would be willing to accept my help. He said, well, what I need right now is for you to get tied up. And it goes on if you want to continue. And so, yeah, so, and so he had the, the, the girl tied me and of course she was really nervous and tied me rather loosely and he came and he tied the knots up. Then he tied her up and we continued to dialogue along most of the time. He told me he would, sorry, he told me to get down now and he wanted to tie my ankles to my wrists and I offered some objection because I, you know, it was one thing being sitting on there tied up, another thing having to lay out there tied up. I didn't know when uh, when help would come. I still suspected this was still a robbery case, and there was no reason to concern. I mean, of cooperating with him, and there was no reason re reason why he would be acting otherwise. So I finally, so 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 I finally, after he threatened me with the gun to get down, I did I did get down. He tied us both up separately. But beside each other and our faces, um, sorry, beside each other on our faces. He asked me to put my wrist tighter and he ties us up then. I did look around and he was messing with this, well, messing with his gun and I got to see what the gun looked like. And I put it, uh, and he put it away and I was convinced that this was the end of the episode. And I just rolled over to my face again, you know, just waiting for him to leave and uh, it to muse in my mind what we were going to do next. And how we were going to get away, and how I was going to untie her, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The next thing I can I can remember is a knife being put in my back. Did you after he attacked you? He then went and attacked the girl. Did you see that? Well, yeah, because as soon as he started getting me, the girl, of course, I don't know what her, I don't know what her what she thought, but started calling, asking him to stop, and almost trying to reach over and stop his blows because, of course, she was tied up and she only could just move. Um, only, what the fuck? Am I fucking this up? Sorry. Almost telling each other. Can I read that again? Sorry. No worries. <clears throat> well, yeah, because as soon as he started getting me, the girl, of course, I don't know what her, what she thought, but she started calling, asking him to stop, and almost trying to reach over and stop his blows because, of course, she was tied up and she could only just move. And he kind of put her on her side, I think, and as soon as. He had given me about six or seven blows. He went to her, and I looked, and I saw he was stabbing her, and it just really made me sick to see the fellow, and there was nothing I could do. So I just turned on my face and lay real still, you know, because there was nothing I could do. Can you describe for us what your attacker looked like? Well, when he was standing up, he would kind of shift around. He acted like a very nervous person. He was of medium to short height, kind of pouchy, real casual, I don't want to say sloppy, sloppily, uh, but really casual dressed. And of course, a little dusty from the lake, and he had just this black hood on, it came clear down to here, just little sits in his eyes, little slits in the eyes, and wearing these clip-on glasses. They were clipped into the little uh, loops. See Robert Graceman's Zodiac Killer sketch. You remained conscious through the entire ordeal. How long was it until help finally came? Well, as soon as he got us, of course, CC and I prayed that whatever the Lord wished that I could be expend and that we would be willing to do whatever he had in mind. 
but we also realized that half of the battle was going to have to be ours. That we were going to have to help ourselves and I got to and I we're gonna have to help ourselves. And I got till I was able to untie one of her hands, but she was too weak to untie me at the time. So I scooted into a position where I could be looking out across the lake. And after calling several times, I found one position that had a little more. I found a position that had a little more echo to it, that I thought was a little louder. I called several boats that went by, but they didn't stop. I didn't know if they thought we were joking or what. But finally, one fisherman, who was going a little slow... He stopped, shut off his motor, we cajoled and called, and we did everything to try and get him to come. He sat there for about 15 minutes, and he didn't finally come closer, but he wouldn't come to the shore. I guess he was afraid that the man might still be around, and he said he'd go get help, but I assumed he was like a lot of people you, re you read about. He just didn't want to get involved, so I decided that we were going to have to do this on our own, so I encouraged her enough to get me untied. I got one wrist loose so that I could get the rest untied. Then I untied her. She was still so weak she couldn't move. How were you finally found? Well, she was found down on the blanket. She was found down on the blanket still. I made it about 300 yards up almost to the road. It was a slow process because I kept blacking out. I couldn't see. I kept blacking out and my legs kept getting weak. But I was making progress. I think I should have made it to the. Uh, I think I could have made it to the road. But a pickup truck was coming along one of the dirt roads. Apparently, this man had called for help and he picked me up and took me back down to the girl. I think this is a good place to end the podcast. Um, just like to say, I guess on behalf of all of us, that thoughts and. Condolences go out to anybody involved mm -hmm. with any of these murders. Uh, the case is still unsolved. Uh, they think the Zodiac Killer is dead, but there's no concrete evidence. Yeah, and I think it goes for everything that we do talk about. I think a lot, sometimes we can get a little carried away talking about these things, but this actually did happen to real people mm. that have families and, and you know, actually have their lives taken away. So Yeah. So that's the end of this episode of Cats with Tin Hats talk about the Zodiac Killer. Join us next week when we talk about Dark Waters. Yeah, for sure. I'm yeah, down. another Mark Ruffalo movie. Yeah, join us next week when we talk about Dark Waters and the whole Teflon scandal. This has been Oliver, Wyatt, and Tucker. See you next week. Meow. <laughs>